with a definitive slice. Maul stared at the floor as he heard Obi-Wan's decapitated head fall and roll to his feet. His eyes glowing orange, fueled with victorious hatred. He could feel the dark side flow through him as he stood in the generator complex of the royal palace's hangar. No noise but the sadistic hum of his lightsaber. He sheathed his Jedi killing weapon onto his belt. As he began to walk away, he heard the whimpering of Qui-Gon Jinn who was still alive, snarking into the distance. He quickly turned raising both hands as if he were a conductor in a John Williams orchestra. The two dead Jedi lifted in the air like limp noodles. He motioned his hands over the pit of the generator shaft and let go of the force, peering over the edge as he watched them float down the tunnel into the unknown. Having discarded them like the trash they were, he grabbed his telecom from his pocket, communicating with his master, Darth Sidious. It has been done, my lord. Sidious appeared as a hologram in Maul's palm. Everything is proceeding as I have foreseen. <laughs> Maul did a slight bow to his master as communication was cut. Staring at the ceiling, closing his eyes, he knew where Anakin was. Up in space. Grabbing his cloak from the main hangar where his fight with the two Jedi had ensued, he climbed aboard a larger ship of the rebels so as to blend in with the others above flying to where he could feel Anakin would be. Upon Anakin's successful victory, Maul flew next to him and the other fighters. As he got Anakin's attention through the intercom system, motioning to follow him, he told him Padme and the others were waiting just for him at a private location that was kept a secret for her safety. Hiding his face beneath the cloaked cockpit of his carrier, Anakin, flooded with happiness, followed Maul, falling for his trap. Maul told him to leave quickly, boarding his ship as he knew the coordinates to the others and didn't want to create a lead for the Empire who may be watching. Anakin blindly accepted and flew his fighter into the large rebel ship. As it swallowed Anakin, he could feel something was wrong. Why didn't anyone tell me this before? Qui-Gon told me to stay put on Naboo. Maybe he changed his mind, Anakin thought to himself. Once the doors to outer space shut behind him, Anakin got out of the cockpit and went up the stairs to the central navigation point through the glass windows. He saw a large chair at the center of the room overlooking the front of the ship and the galaxy. However, no one was in it. As he could feel the darkness in the room, he quickly turned to leave and get back into his ship when he walked straight into Maul, who had slithered behind him as he entered. Who are you? Where's Padme? Where's Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan? Are they here? You don't need her. As for your Jedi friends, you can find them disembodied down the reactor's core. I have sensed your powers. You are the one they speak of. Anakin began to cry. He looked to the floor, thinking of an escape plan from the Red Devil, yet he found his voice to be so confident and powerful, even amidst the horrors they polluted. Something he secretly desired to emulate. You wish to become a Jedi, don't you? I can feel your emotions, young one. As Maul crouched to meet Anakin face to face, the only thing to change Anakin's mind was the promise to give him a better life than a slave, and to ultimately unlock his powers which he knew he had his whole life. Do you wish to save your mother? I know you don't want her to be a slave to that wretched, disgusting creature they call Watto. I can save her. I can kill him and make him suffer. I will release her to you where she will have food, shelter, and everything she needs. I can make you more powerful than any Jedi, than anyone in the galaxy, if what they say about you is true. Under my training, you will rise as my apprentice and be the most gifted force user of them all. We shall overthrow the Emperor and the Jedi. We will have our revenge. And then, only then, you will take Padme the way you would take anything else you want. Now, if what I've said does not entice you, then you shall betray me. I will hunt your mother down, kill her and Padme, bringing you their heads for you to stare at every night in your sleep while I make you my slave. 
I will make your previous life look like a warm dream compared to what I can do to you. Anakin was backed into a corner. He had no other choice. If what he said was true and Qui-Gon was really dead along with Obi-Wan, Anakin's primary goal was to become the most powerful he could be so that no one would take advantage of him, able to save his mother, protect Padme, and bring peace to this world. Maul's eyes glowed orange through his hooded cloak. He peered into Anakin's blue eyes, his patience growing thin for an answer. He ignited his lightsaber, illuminating the room with a blood-red glow, bringing it to within an inch of Anakin's cheek. Not moving a muscle other than his wide eyes, Anakin stared at the saber with utter fear yet immense curiosity. The color was mesmerizing. The sound, the brightness of it, almost hypnotizing. Maul raised the saber so that the hilt was in front of Anakin. If he took it and did not attempt to strike Maul down, then this was his test to prove his initial transformation as his apprentice. However, if he failed, he would use telekinetic abilities to freeze Anakin in place and kill him, as he knew you cannot trust someone if they show even an ounce of Tratorius loyalty once. Anakin looked up at Maul, waging his options. He knew he wanted power, he knew he wanted to save his mother. If what he said was true, then he was more powerful than Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan, especially if they fought him as a team and he still won. Perhaps he could use Maul, and when he learned everything he could, he could kill him and find Padme, freeing his mother from any control. He outstretched his small hand, grabbed the hilt of the lightsaber as it hummed with each inch of movement. He switched it off and bowed, pledging himself to the trainings of Darth Maul, his new master. Over the next 13 years, training heavily under Maul, utilizing his powers, mastering the acrobatics, learning the seventh of seven lightsaber styles like Maul had. This style in particular was the most difficult which harnessed the user's ability for proficient strength, speed, acrobatics, and athleticism. His body began to change, developing unbelievable muscle bellies and definition just like Maul had. Upon each large test, Anakin was tattooed by his master just like Maul had done once to himself and with the command of Lord Sidious. The Empire was completely unaware of Anakin's existence, believing him to have been killed by Maul on the Battle of Naboo with the other Jedi. Sidious was saddened by this, as he knew he was the Prophecy Reborn. However, he believed so greatly in Maul's abilities that he was able to look past it. Upon Maul's private time from the Emperor's dealings, he would travel to the home world of the ancient Sith Academy on Korriban, studying every single scripture and holocron passed down from the legendary Sith, such as Bane, Revan, Ragnos, and anyone else he could soak information from. Remember, Maul was as athletic as he was intelligent. He always understood the value of books, and to get ahead meant learning from those who had taken their experiences by writing them in the temple. He taught Anakin Force Lightning, although not his favorite attack as he believed in fighting your opponent like a barbarian would, up close and personal. He poured every ounce of knowledge in the galaxy that he could gather and get his hands on into Anakin. The Anakin we saw at the end of Revenge of the Sith under Obi-Wan's training was nothing compared to the Anakin who was completely unlocked with no attachments to slow him down or waver his emotions under Maul's tutelage. His face covered in the Sith tattoos, he neither identified himself as a Sith nor as a Jedi, bearing a black lightsaber, free of all rule. He was simply a powerful user of the Force, blending to his mood and bound by no code. His training was complete, plotting to finally kill the Emperor. Maul led Anakin to Genosis, where they would meet Sidious and Dooku, but known to them that Anakin was even alive. The time had come. They were ready. 
The night before the ship's arrival to their destination, Anakin closed his eyes to sleep, but he kept hearing whispers of a familiar voice. He couldn't make out who or what it was, only that it was calling to him. He got up out of his bed and walked to the other room of the ship, alone. He looked outside to the galaxy. Everything was quiet. Not a single noise other than the hum of the spaceship. An ominous blue orb appeared to his left where he saw the outline of Qui-Gon Jinn appear. With shock, he stood still, not knowing what to do or think. Should he call his master? Should he strike down the premonition? Perhaps it was all in his head. He had been training awfully hard. Anakin, said Qui-Gon. You have changed. The events on Naboo have ultimately changed the fate of the galaxy and I am to blame for this. If I had perfected my skill and beaten them all, you would have turned to the light side under my training and brought balance to the Force. Anakin's eyes began to swell with tears. The sight of his long-lost friend and potential master made him reminisce of who he once was and the path he was promised to follow. Anakin replied with a harsh voice that he had brought peace to the galaxy. He was bound by no code of the Jedi or the Sith and that he could do what he wanted. Qui-Gon assured Anakin that his freedom was not as well perceived as he had thought it was, telling him to look at himself, becoming the very image Maul had plotted for him to become. Anakin fell short of words. Hearing footsteps entering the room, Qui-Gon vanished. Anakin looked to see Maul very dissatisfied and asking who he was speaking to. No one, master, as Anakin went back to his bed. Maul locked the door and imprisoned him to his quarters until their arrival on Genosis. Anakin sat in the dark, observing the last 13 years and what he turned into. Meditating on his thoughts, Anakin believed that there was a way out of this. He did not know what to do, or who to call, as the only person he had over the last 13 years was Maul himself. Almost like a prisoner, he felt he couldn't do anything. He tried to channel the Force and talk to Qui-Gon, hearing him in his head. Remembering Qui-Gon's face as if it were yesterday, as he kneeled closer to Anakin to tell him about midichlorians when he was checking his blood, it had seemed like a dream. So much had changed, so much had passed. He had been so caught up in the dream of saving his mother, becoming the most powerful user in the galaxy, and getting everything he ever wanted, so that no one again would ever bother him. He had turned into the very type of tyrant that controlled him and his kind years ago. Disgusted, he knew what to do. He had to bring balance to the Force, and the only way to do that was to kill Sidious, Maul, and Dooku. How could he do this? He knew he wasn't powerful to take all three on at once. He would have to do it alone. He looked back to his training the last 13 years, and remembered all the stealth-like moves Maul taught him. To think, breathe, and act like a shadow itself. As he opened his eyes, and Qui-Gon's voice vanished, he knew what he had to do. He grabbed his lightsaber, holstered it on his belt, looked to the air shaft above, and entered it, crawling through the ceilings, and finally looking down upon Maul's room. This was the moment, this was what he was waiting for. He had to kill Maul, intercept Dooku and Sidious, and do what must be done. With a single flick of his lightsaber hilt, he ignited it, cutting through the shaft and falling to the floor of Maul's room. But he was nowhere to be found.